This is JFM Podcast. Hello there, very good evening to you and welcome to the program Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 here in Jaws. My name is Ponsang Fanab. It's a very beautiful, beautiful uh, Monday evening. Today is 18th uh, April 2022. Uh, is indeed a you know Easter Monday. It's, we're still uh, rejoicing, you know. We're still in holiday mood, uh, if you'd want. And you know, I'm very sure that you had a great Easter, uh, like I did. You know, spend time with family, uh, eat food, and just you know, basically that's it. And meet people. I something that I love to do. I just love to uh, meet people uh, because. I mean, the core of our existence, what keeps us um, going, it's relationships. It's the relationship that we, you know, cultivate the relationship that we have. And I think that it's it's very important that you learn how to better relate with yourself, intrapersonal relationship, and then interpersonal relationship, you know, with uh, other people. It's going to help a great, great, great deal. Yeah, well, lots of stories were following. Uh, the pardon granted our former governor and former Senator Joshua Chibidari and former uh, governor of Taraba State has been generating, you know, conversations. Uh, I've, I've read lots of, you know, uh, things, uh, you know, on the internet, a lot of essay, a lot of, you know, article uh, about the pardon. But, well... I don't know why Mr. President, you know, granted them pardon. He has his own. And moreover, it's within his constitutional right for him to do that, you know, to grant uh, them pardon. Uh, But again, I don't know half the reason. But whatever it is, the president is a Muslim and he's observing the holy month of Ramadan. And this is a great way to show mercy. I know that you may disagree with me. Uh, I believe in second chances. I believe that, you know, uh, like my mother always say that to err is human, to forgive is divine, you know. Uh, so if, you know, they've erred in the past, I think that forgiveness is, is, is divine. Whatever, you know, reason. And, and all of, most of the things I've read, I've not seen any um, better option. You know, it's always good that when you criticize, you give options, but don't criticize. And uh, because what's the essence of criticism if you don't give options to say, okay, I think I disagree with so so and so. I think if it was done so so and so, you know, this is the possible outcome or the uh, best possible outcome, you know, uh, out of the situation. But if you just criticize and, you know, leave it hanging. I mean, it does nobody any good. Uh, if you criticize, you give options to say, okay, uh, you should have done it so, so, so way. Uh, but mercy is a good virtue. Mercy is a good virtue. Uh, and we need to show each other mercy, you know, at all times, at all times. Yeah, well, uh, over the weekend, the governor of uh, River State, who is running, contesting to become president, visited uh, Plateau State. You know, Wiki, Governor S. Wiki is a great friend of Plateau, I would say, because this year alone, uh, he came to 
being called with his friend to fraternize with his friend that is uh, former governor Jonah uh, David Jang former senator uh, and just you know within two months again he's back he came campaigning i mean it's not news right now that uh, he wants to become a uh, service you know as as president uh, and he said something very phenomenal that you know the only federal government project you know plato has is uh, killings you know and it, it was like a bombshell not even like a bombshell uh, that was a bombshell and one thing that i must give it to the governor of river state is i think it's respect that you come to meet the people that you want to serve I think that is respect, and it you know shows that uh, there's a shows you know right kind of values, if you would. Uh, but that is you know respect. I I think that that is you know respect because if I'm gonna serve you, I'm not going to do that you know sending emissaries. No, I go you know to uh, and he said it. I go to the place myself. I say okay, hey, um, how can this is me, and how can I better serve you? Uh, and I think that, but again, it's, it's left for Nigerians, it's left for the delegates because uh, as a delegate system, you know, for them to choose, nominate someone at the political party level uh, before uh, the general elections. I have an insert, I'm going to play this insert from Festus Okoye, uh, voter registration, the issues. When we come back, I have Prince Valentine Adese and we're going to have a conversation about lots and lots of uh, stories. Stay here. <music> Well, uh, we don't have any uh, further updates other than the update uh, we um, um, issued on the uh, 15th day of, um, of, of April. Um, as, as you are already aware, on the uh, 14th day of April, uh, some of our staff uh, who we are on national assignment doing the continuous voters registration exercise um, in, um, in Amako here, uh, Amako here ward, Ihitu Boma, a local government area, we attacked. And in the process, one of them lost his life by name Mwokuria Anthony. Uh, and thereafter, he was evacuated to the morgue with the assistance of the uh, security agencies and the chairman of the local government. And then on that 14th, uh, two of the two additional staff of the commission who were with him, uh, we are nowhere to be seen. Uh, but by Friday, we had uh, made contact with them. We had located them. Uh, they had minor inju inju injuries, and the injuries were not life-threatening. And the resident electoral commissioner for Imo State uh, promised to um, do everything possible to make sure uh, that they rejoin their families. So that's the only update we have as of today. And then uh, thereafter, the same on the 15th, uh, we had uh, further threats uh, to our staff uh, in a human bar, not local government area of, of the same Imo State. Uh, so based on that, uh, the resident electoral commissioner uh, made further report to the commission and the commission decided uh, that it was important uh, to suspend further CVR in four of the local government areas of uh, of Imo of State, uh, in three of the local governments. Uh, prior to this particular period, uh, the Commission has suspended um, um, CVR in Osu local government, in Njaba local government, and then also suspended in Himembano. Now, based on the threats, we decided that all the CVR will now be done at the state and local government offices of the Commission uh, in, the entire, uh, in the entire state. Uh, so, as of today, we only doing CVR in the state and local government offices of the Commission in all the local government areas of Imo State, except the three local governments I've mentioned, where we suspended the CVR indefinitely. And these are also 
local government in Jabba local government and he too bomb a local government. Well, uh, uh, for, 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 the, for the commission, our remit is to make sure uh, that we capture all the persons who are ready uh, to register as, as voters. That's our remit and that's our mandate. Now, based on the security challenges we encountered in uh, Hitubom, a local government, uh, the security agencies have taken over from, from, from where, from where we stopped. Uh, so, um, immediately after this Easter holiday, we expect to get further updates uh, from the security agencies on what they know, what they have uncovered and the level and extent of, extent of their investigation. Uh, so, as far as the commission is concerned, we are not going to speculate. We are not going to make any, any deductions uh, relating to the issues. Uh, since we do not have uh, the power of investigation, the security agencies will definitely unravel the circumstances leading to this particular issue and maybe the motives of those who carried out um, uh, the, the attack. And then that will assist the commission in formulating its policies uh, going forward, especially in relation to the uh, three local governments where we suspect ended uh, the CVR indefinitely. Well, uh, um, as, as you pointed out, uh, we really want to believe that uh, this uh, present attack is a one-off thing and that it will not continue. If, if you recall, this particular commission uh, started the CVR on the 28th day of, um, of June uh, 2021. And on that 28th day of June 2021, we decided to do only online pre-registration based on our interaction with the various security agencies or under the auspices of the Interagency Consultative Committee on Election Security, and also based on our interaction with uh, the political parties, civil society groups and organizations, and the media, who jointly agreed that we should not roll out in all the... Uh, yeah, well, that was uh, uh, Festus Okoye there uh, uh, giving you know the update of what happened you know in uh, in a southeast state. The program is Nigeria at Sunset. My name is Ponsak Fanab. Thank you very much for joining the program. I have Prince Valentine Adessa with me. Good evening and happy Easter. Yeah, happy Easter too. Well, I know least, that it's been a long holiday. Yeah, of course. I, I, well, <laughs> I know that you don't resist the temptation of walking. So. I, I, I walk. Yeah, I know that I you don't. You walking. don't resist that temptation, you know, of uh, walking. Yeah. Well, lots of you know story. I, I don't know where to start from, but let's start with the uh, Professor Yemi Osibanjo and Tinubu issue. There's been a massive rally in Lagos over the weekend. And Ashwaju said that, look, I'm running for the youths. I want to give back. Uh, on the other hand, um, some have said that there could be a possible crack, you know, in the long romance, uh, political romance between uh, uh, Professor Yemi Osibanjo and uh, Ashwaju Bola Amatinubu. Last week, uh, Oshibanjo came out to say, I am running. Uh, well, uh, Tinubu has done that, you know, some months ago, informing the president first personally and then uh, the Nigerian people. Let's talk about that and how that will, you know, we've already heard stories that Obasanjo tried to woo uh, Osibanjo some time ago and, and things like that. But what can we understand from this? Is it politics or is it a serious uh, thing? Well, it's a, it's a serious issue because... Um, if you recall all the steps used, you know, during the past few years to rubbish the leadership status of uh, Tinubu, mm -hmm. which also called for rally, you know, in the southwest, you recall, 
And before you start seeing press releases and saying that, look, who told him he's our leader? We never had a leader. They now gave the leadership to the president, mm-hmm. Buhari. That issue shows that, um, to a large extent, uh, Tinubu has started having his own crisis at that point. But you must also put it clear that um, the ACN, the defunct ACN, was fully controlled by Tinubu. Uh-huh. Right from the days of AD, that data grew, you know, to become the ACN. ACN yeah. Now, if you bring that agreement between the major, you will discover that Os- Osibajo does not have uh, any of these built structures which he will rely on. Because if today Tinubu pulls off the ACN from uh, APC, from APC, APC has no recognition in the southwest, and you also know that. Uh, Buhari had constantly won the North, and yet he never became a president. Of course, yeah. It was only after the merger with the ACN that he was able to pull through. So it shows that if at the end of the day, the North is supporting maybe some elements within the North are supporting Osibajo to really uh, uh, pull down or show a kind of betraying step against his boss, then you should also know that he doesn't have any horse to ride on when it comes to his own zone, which is the southwest. So you, you are basically saying that Oshibanjo miscalculated this political move. He has not miscalculated this is politics. He is also looking for his own bargain. Because at the end of the day, even if they ask him not to fight for the presidency, mm-hmm. it must be on a round table where they will also tell him the area where he will gain. And but that is what police is all about. Don't forget that uh, it will have been a Muslim-Muslim ticket if uh, Tinibu was allowed to be there. And uh, along the line, because they don't want a Muslim Muslim ticket, they brought in Osibanjo. This, if you look at the history very well, that is how he came in. So if at the end of that is how he came in, if you know that somebody sacrificed to say, okay, I pull out, pick any other person, but I am not going for vice, I might definitely go for president. And that is the position of Tinibu. So if he knows that that is the position of his boss, and he steps, he tried to step into the shoes, of where the president should come from in 2023, then to a large people, especially pundits you know, mm-hmm. in the southwest, mm-hmm. believe that was a big betrayer, and this is what is giving hope. To but the, the question protesters. is that Osi is he not old enough to become president? Why is it that we always have this conversation about godfathers or uh, political benefactors? Let's but this talk this about is not godfatherism. You and I are here. Is it easy to make friends? It's not easy. So, if a man had made friends, had built into a structure, an empire that so expand within six states, mm-hmm. and you say, no, it's, it's not something you should boast or should be proud of, it's a big horse. It's a very huge one, like, like uh, Polo people will tell you, a Brazilian horse, mm-hmm. right? So Osiban George should have looked deep into this. While he was there in the past first four years, did he, was he able to build his own? You should be proud to say it. Mm-hmm. And we see Tinibu today, you know, globetrotting from one state to another. Yeah. And you can see that he bushes visit to 
existing governors who are within that uh, zone because he knows ordinarily there's something again is permutating. Some no, again, he came to Plateau, he didn't meet Lalong. Yes. At least that is he didn't understandable. He did speak to the APC leadership. Yeah, well, that is understand- uh, understandable because, yeah. uh, I mean, Lalong's friend, uh, long friend, political friend, uh, former governor of River State, uh, uh, Rotimia Mechi, you know, his friend, and he has already declared th- that he's running. So if, he's not, if he didn't speak to the APC, he did not speak to the governor, who is supposed to be the leader of the party politically in the state. And he went somewhere else. You recall that before the, uh, the, the by-election of just North Basa, there was a new creation, the PRP. PRP. Yeah. And, and the vote shows significantly. And one of those persons who pronounced the P- PRP to be alive is Sheikh Jingri. And he went to see him. So it shows there's, there's something going on. And uh, the rumor that uh, Tinubu might be able to might play rough, which he said, that he's going to play rough. You understand? Well, this is part of the rough angle we are seeing. Osibanjo cannot stop this train, which Tinubu is now kicking off, mm-hmm. because he does not have such structure. Good. Every politician has capacity to buy crowd. Yes. But not every politician has a structure. All right. Well, let's talk about uh, the those who are contesting. Governor uh, Nyesom Wike has established, a, I would say, good relationship with uh, uh, Plateau State. First, he came to visit his friend and fraternized with his friend. Uh, that is former Governor Jonah David Jang. Of course, we know him as Baba Jang. And over the weekend, he was in Plateau State uh, to... He said that the only project that the federal government has brought to Plato is banditry and killings of uh, uh, citizens. We have him and Amechi. Amechi has again declared that he's running to become uh, president. Ingige, you know, has said that I'm running again. He said, in fact, Ingige said he has consulted mortals and immortals. Ronnie, <laughs> uh, same person who hasn't been able to solve Asu strike, you know, the arrogance in, in his language, in his, in his voice, and things like that. Talk to us about, you know, uh, this. And of course, the PDP will not, there's no certainty about where the PDP will zone the presidential uh, slot. Two. Well, I think we'll wait for NEC now. I've been talking about the PDP okay. because the team has left a particular stage. It's now with the NEC. Uh, probably when they meet at NEC level, we'll know how what decision they take. But let me tell you one thing. The South East also blew their, their legs with a very big pistol when at the end of the day, they did not see the seat of the national chairman. Very, very sensitive. Uh, they were able to move it to the North. North Central. But no, no, that's the North. That's the North. Okay. Yes. Uh, at the end of the day, they now see that that seat again is very relevant in taking decision on who will now, which zone will now have the president. You see? So maybe at the next neck, they will now have a very big problem. Don't forget that one of those agreements which they documented is that while they gave the North the national chairman, the position of the president who to take it should be left open that was the agreement so now would they ratify it would they have good reasons to change their position this is what we'll be seeing from the neck of the pdp but with the, the decision of the southern governors that if the candidates of the pdp is not from the south and the south then there will be another permutation I think that's where Nigerians should be looking deep into. But the, the worry in all these permutations, uh, Ponsat, mm. 
is that the environment we live in, called Nigeria, does not indicate that elections will take place. Because there is a constitutional provision that says when the government finds that they cannot, especially the president, conduct elections perfectly in all places, there's a good power for him to declare either state of emergency or something, and then he continued to rule through the, speed, the, the National Assembly. So, and that is the danger we are facing. I want, I want to believe that Nigerians should be looking outside the box, thinking outside the box, and see where this political permutation is going. You recall that the rate at which killings have just heightened itself from the 36 states is becoming alarming. Places that were virtually or noted to be very quiet have now become victim of banditry and attacks. Take example like in in, in Kana. In yeah, Kana. You understand? Peaceful and the, the new places they are even attacking in Basa are quiet places. They never experience those things. Mm-hmm. But we are seeing them coming up. So it shows that if the government cannot control this in the next six months, which is even possible, when will they control it? Is it within the election? So the possibility that an election might not crazily take place is very obvious. Look at what uh, you just read out from Einik talking about Imo State. Imo State, yeah. It's not today that Olu, Osu, and the rest are in crisis. You recall the invasion of uh, uh, Python Dance and all yeah. those. Those places have been on the heat. You recall also the allegations against the sitting governor where they say he's the one that motivated people to come into Olu and they are shooting young men and arresting them. These young men are still at large. Nobody has said they've released them. Nobody has gotten their location. And those things are still pending. We also know that uh, the, 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 the band IPOB also operate within those flanks. How have this thing been addressed? Mm-hmm. Now, go back to uh, uh, Zamfara. What we just learned only now is that the former governor, <coughs> Yerima, right, is coming back to the same PDP. Yeah, well, the PDP is wooing him. No, no, no. He's coming back. Okay. Now, because he cannot contend with uh, Matawale in APC. in APC. So he's coming back to APC. This does not also solve the problem in Zamfara. The killings are still there. Villages are paying tax to bandits. Mm-hmm. Among other, have these been addressed? No. Look at Kasena. It was before the governor was insisting, nothing, no problem in Kasena. Until the day he now screamed out and ordered his uh, citizens there and said, please go and defend yourself. yourself. Yeah. Pick anything and defend yourself. Has that also solved the problem? Has the federal government come out to say, these are the measures we have taken to stop those, our brothers, from paying tax to foreigners? This, this is a big blow. Oh, no, no, now, it is only in Nigeria now, very funnily, that vice president, intending vice president, people who are lobbying to become vice president, are already having posters. I, I, you find it very, very strange. You, you, you understand? That, that position is a lobby that comes after a primaries. But you still see them now with posters. So you can you ask yourself, where is the politics going to? Where, are, where is the position of the masses? You all spoke about the freedom granted to uh, former governors, you know, uh, you call it pardon, isn't it? Yeah, now, presidential pardon. The question we ask is, if you take the statistics of those in prison, you will find that they are commoners like us. People who have not been pardoned. And they've been there for years. 
some for just stealing chicken. You understand? Well, some from uh, uh, pocket. It's not just chill, it's, it's, it's a crime. I'm going there. That's okay. what I'm saying. Okay. Why is it that the crime is more on the heat on the poor man? All right. Well, let's talk about uh, Wiki's uh, visit. The, if at all there's any significance, uh, uh, what can you help us to understand, you know, by this visit? Of course, uh, we know how um, former Babajang has been, you know, the PDP for a very long time. Uh, and he contested election, presidential election in 2019, but unfortunately uh, didn't make it. Help us to understand, you know, if there's any significance of Wiki's uh, visit. And he said that, look, I'm not negotiating. Negotiating. I'm not running to negotiate for VP, uh, vice presidential uh, slot. I want to be president. Yes, I think um, this is a very crucial one. Uh, I must put it to you, Ponsat, that those managing information on the plateau have failed. They didn't only fail the, the governor, they also failed the people of Plateau State. And probably they don't have information at hand mm-hmm. to really attack insinuations. This is a governor that visited before. He never went to governor's house. He came back and during an interview, he said Plateau State is the worst place to stay in, mm-hmm. where the governor himself had not performed in any way. Only an individual, a commissioner in the state that has nothing to do with the information department, that responded to that. Now we see the same week he came in. There's no record of whether he went to see the same uh, governor in his office. He came in and said he has also passed through again. The little thing he saw indicates that the federal government and the state government have one, only one project in Plateau, and that is banditry. He said the records show that he said that 20 are killed, 40 are killed on daily basis. You understand? And uh, as we speak, close to 72 hours after he made that comment, no one statement has come to debunk it or to say no, he did not understand these things very well mm-hmm. from the same government establishment. Uh, what would you want me as a journalist to say? Because they say when you are silent, it shows that uh, you, you have agreed. Mm-hmm. And secondly, they will tell you, no, 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 we don't respond to rubbish. It's not rubbish because it went viral. People picked it and he said it in the public. There are issues that... And then there's something that the, the information department also did in Plateau, which is so bad. If I were the governor, i sacked them that same day. Why? Because they now snapped a picture in which the governor was in an armored car, um, armored vehicle, or um, armored transport. I don't, so many terms they use for it. <laughs> that is Governor Lalong. That was very wrong. That's Governor Lalong. Yes. Visiting Kana. We were not invited, nobody, but how can such a picture be in public domain to show that the sitting governor who is saying there is peace, there is security, I'm happy with the way things are, it's not like before, now goes to visit inside an amount. He needs to protect himself. No, no, no. no. You see, that shows, you see, he goes deeper than that. Okay. It has a deeper explanation. If he can go there with an armored, inside an armored vehicle, what do I, what will, what will I do as Valentine or like you, Ponsat, who goes to visit Kana? Maybe we'll go to hell if we go there. <laughs> Very unfortunate. I mean, that's the reality of uh, uh, our, you know. No, the media, the media managers need. Uh, they, they need. They need. Um, they need another step. They need. They need to be called to order. This is recall that only a single ministry took its time to talk about 
you know, uh, land uh, land uh, payment of land ground deals, rent, yeah. ground rent, and mm. the rest. Only one single ministry. Mm. It took its time and the whole day to make sure people get to understand. What is wrong with that? All right. Well, let's talk about the governorship race in uh, Plato. Uh, yesterday, I got information that uh, a professor gentleman from America, you know, is contesting to become uh, governor. Uh, and one thing that I've seen with the, uh, um, by the way, that is uh, Professor Edwin, Ed, Edward uh, Lenka, uh, Dewa, you know, uh, one of the things that I've seen with the caliber of people coming out to contest is, well, some, uh, some of them quite a number of them, they're technocrats. Uh, some, you know, you get inspired listening to them. Uh, some you ask, you know, what gives him the gods uh, to even conceive the idea of running to become a uh, governor? What are some of these stories, you know, in, in this, as, especially as next month is a uh, uh, primary election, but for the PDP and APC? Well, I will not speak on APC because uh, they've not started buying forms. Yeah, of course. Uh, they are still aspirants. And, uh, well, PDP has extended oh, oh. their own. Uh, yeah, you yeah. see, so because yeah. they are calculating. Yeah. Now, you find out that uh, it's the same APC. Uh, one of them have already uh, uh, sailed across the others. Uh, that is, um, is it uh, Dr. What is his name? Uh, I would remember him. Doctor in the PDP, you know, in the APC. Uh, this doctor that just uh, Patrick Dakum, Patrick Doctor Patrick Dakum. Yeah. Yes. He said, "I am the best of all the aspirants," uh, and that 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 sells a lot, you know, within the APC. He said, "He said, look, look at their pedigrees, and look at what I have done." compare us, you will find out that some of them are coming in without experience. Now, if you go to the PDP, where most of them have now submitted their forms, you will discover that there is still this analysis going on. Are we seeing money bags as politicians? Or we are seeing those who understand the politics? Are we seeing those who are just uh, coming into the race because they feel there's no need for retirement? Or those people who have been there in the PDP, right from scratch. They have not even left the party for another party. You, understand? you recall that in 2015, even the media section of the PDP in Plato State collapsed. Mm -hmm. If it's not for some journalists who woke up and said, look, this party should not go down. Even all of them will have gone. But today they are all riding on the AP. Some of them became a House of Rep member yeah. and the rest. And yet the media that stood for the PDP has nothing to gain. Now, draw, it, draw, it, draw, draw from that scenario. The politicians within the PDP believe that they are shared on two lines. Those who are coming from government work, uh, yeah. private sector, yeah. and those who are really, really in the party who know what it is to be at the grassroots level. Yeah. Now, the allegations sometimes also have cleared where they say some people are party men, some of them are not, uh, they are not registered within the party. That has been worked on uh, with, the, with the number of forms. Uh, it, will, it will surprise you, Pastor, to know that at our last, last count, there were 19, you know, aspirants. 19 in the yes, PDP? For the, uh, for the governorship slot. In the PDP? Uh, yes. Okay. T 13 are from, you know, the Magavu area. Yes, Mangu and, local government. Yes, Mangu itself. And then the, the, the remaining six, six of them are from the 
PKK. PKK. So, and, and this we are running into, you know, a primaries. I think uh, what I would suggest to them, if they want to listen, is to prune down this. Is to prune down this within themselves, so that they get a good fight, a good, uh, a good peak. You understand? Mm-hmm. It's not this kind of contest where 100 people will just get, say someone get 23, they get 24. You, it's not a good measure. It's not a good percentage. Mm-hmm. So we need, we need them to prune down so that at the end of the day, both, uh, both uh, sides of the federal constituencies, because from the way they are picking their form, they are divided. So they need to that, sit that, down. Are you talking about PKK or in Mangu? It's fed, we have Central. Bokos, Bokos Mangu, Mangu as a federal constituency. Okay, um, we Mangu have Bokos. the PKK, yeah, which is also a federal constituency. Course, yeah. What I'm saying is that if six can come from PKK and 13 are already coming from the Mangu Bokos, they need to prune down. Let them prune down. They are one. Anybody that wins is still within the central zone. Of course, so yeah. they need to prune down and then move forward for that. I think this is my take on that. Well, you can join the conversation. I've been having a chat with Prince Valentine, and we're talking about uh, several uh, stories, uh, analyzing um, so that uh, you can make decisions. That's what we do here at Jeff, and we just report, and then you decide. You can join the conversation, 0909-884-8848, or you call 0905566699. Before you call, you have to turn down the volume of your radio, or you turn it off completely, and then you tell us your name and where you are calling from. That is very, very uh, important. Let's take the first call. Hello, and good evening. Hello, good evening, Bonsat, and our guests. Thank Please, you. For- thank you. I'm calling from Jude Gate for a We're listening. Uh, thank you very much. Honestly, I'm supportive of what Governor Nelson Wicked said in Plateau State. There is no any, any project that has been commissioned in this state. So the only thing we see here in this, in this state is killing people, incidents everywhere, attack everywhere, and nobody is safe. So I pray that the government of today will really wake up. And then protect the the citizen of Plateau State. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, well, the good news is that both lines are up and running. It is a good news, uh, but the bad news or the one kind news is that please, if you call, you just have to hit the nail on its head. Uh, go straight to the point. Zero nine zero nine eight eight four eight eight four eight. Hello and good evening. Good evening, Bonsak. Tell us the name and join the conversation. Thank you, yeah. Go ahead, make your comment. Yes, um on the issue of um amnesty or the pardon to the former two former governors uh, um, I want to ask a question if, um uh, I, I believe um, your guest should have an answer to this. Now when we're talking about uh, the issue of pardoning, the president have the power uh, to be able to pardon any other person that has committed crime in Nigeria. I think it's ensuring in the constitution of Nigeria. But then I want to ask a question. In a country or in a particular regime where fighting of corruption becomes a priority of the government party, uh, how do we look at the situation where people embezzle money meant for the people? Uh, a lot of people in this particular country are suffering of hardship, not even in this regime alone. Um, in the time of um, uh, former Governor uh, Daria, uh, you know, permit me to say, the only project I saw him make is the only the transportation sector, which um, he commissioned, and then uh, it was actually viable. The issue of health, uh, health issues and um, education and other infrastructure, honestly, I thought you said like behind. And again, the money that was invested, the question I want to ask is this. Has the government recovered any amount of money from what had been increased of investment which was imprisoned? And again, it has been, been recovered. Where the plateau state people knew that 
this morning has been recovered at least, even if it is half or one quarter of what he was actually accused of. Now, if this one are not required, now I want you to consider that the EFCC, the anti draft agency, spent a lot of money, plenty of money to be able to go travel far and net to go and get witnesses to be able to convince this particular individual as Nigerians per se. And again, if this is so, Nigerians, Nigeria pocket must have, Nigerians must have spent a lot of money to be able to make all these things, all these facts come to be. Have, have they been any amount to recover from them? And again, if this forum actually have actually seen a lot of it like this, is it not also an encouragement for people, for political office holders, to be able to go and invest your money? After all, they will pardon at the end of the day. These two questions are very, very critical because I don't understand how it is going to be possible in a country where everybody has equal opportunity. You know, because of somebody somewhere lead the election and become the governor or become the House of Rep member or even become the president. I say, well, you manipulate everything and then you hand everything. Now, the people are not carried along. After committing this crime, you, you serve a time for just short time, a short time, not going to all the roster. No money was recovered from you. And then you go home and then you are allowed to go home and sleep. It is also a part of bigger corruption, even on the on, on the side of the person that has granted that particular pardon. Yeah, well, thank you. Do I look at it? But let's let, let, let get some of the questions. Thank, thank you, you thank you, thank you. Yeah, well, 0909 or you call 0905566699. Before we call, you have to turn on the volume of your radio or you turn it off completely and then you tell us the name and where you're calling from. Hello. Good evening, sir. Good evening, sir. Masala, I guess, in the studio. Thank you for calling. Join the conversation. Tell us your name first. I am Comrade Mazi Patrick Okoro Krafo. Happy Calling Easter. from Owo Blade Educational Center Village here in Anglojo. Happy, Happy Easter to all Nigerians. Same to you. Long time no year, sir. My brother, we thank God for everything. Go ahead. <laughs> pleasure. You, yes, sir. you see, the governorship race in Plateau State, like what, what the guests said, it is need for them, those aspirants, sit down, decide, what do you people really want from that zone? Who and who is credible to stand? Because this issue of Tom, Dick, Harry, everybody vying for the same post, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense of maturity. Politics is a game. We talk about numbers, number, but it is it. It's our Nigerians are going to vote based on their own personality and take it. Your past record. If you know you don't have records to show, there's no need of going to use that money you could have used to solve problems in your community to go and buy for. Sit down. Join the person that you at least it's most that is he or she has an astounding record better than you. That is the only solution. But it's just one whereby everybody's at the end of the day, you start blaming one another at the end of the day, we start blaming problem. It's not ready. And the issue of people talking about corruption, you see, the Nigerian index presently, it doesn't make sense. We have all this index. It's just go, stay, come back. I stop you from your sin. I don't know that what you're going to But the question is this tomorrow, you shall count a lot. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to hear your voice. It's a pleasure to join this program with you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you very much. Thank you. Uh zero nine zero nine eight eight four eight eight four eight. We're on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Jeffim Joss. Hello, good evening, thank you for calling. If you do not take this call, I wouldn't be happy with you. So I'm calling you from Malaria. <laughs> okay, happy I, Easter. I've been trying to get through, you know, and it's a joy to listen to our guests. Uh I'm so I'm so honored to be Yeah. To good to hear from you, sir. Go ahead. Yes, thank you very much. Well, I'll say it very clear. And uh, 
there are governors, governors, and there are other ones who decide to watch one another. You know, a uh, lot of people will say we can maybe have the oil money and the rest. But let's, let's just even look at the governor of Nasara State, for instance. Go and see for yourself the facilities in Nasara State. I mean, you go to even Bauchi State. Look for, look and check the, the facilities there. You know, if you go to Port Harcourt, the River State, you, see, you can't even compare. Comparing him to uh, the, uh, the Korean government is just like you comparing a child that's in secondary school with the one that is still in nursery class. You know, this man has been building facilities in River State. So that is just, it's less for the people of Plato, anybody who is coming out to fight for the position. Issue wise, you know, you know, he loses the registration in Botako. He criticized the governors because he is building uh, two lane roads. You know, when the governor is making a road, he says, Why is he just only two roads? Here, yeah, you don't even have any. You know, and people are not even, people are contented, you know. And then um, for the other discussion you had, it's it's so so sad when I heard that uh, President Buhari granted pardon. You remember the, the last time we had this discussion when the, he was sentenced? You remember what the, the woman, the judge, she said she can't believe that a particular person is richer than the whole state. And the question here is just like uh, the last caller, the, the second to the last caller said, what will happen to that amount of money? Will it be recovered? For the interest of the state, you know, a lot of things that need to be fixed. The federal stadium is still there. Yeah, the the bond down to the market is still there. This money will go far. If if one single individual is richer than the state, it means that person is really having a huge amount of money. So that's just my take this evening once more. Happy Easter to everyone. Happy Easter to you. Happy Easter. Yeah, well, let me go to Facebook and start reading out your comments. And say thanks to uh, those who have been able to send in their uh, comments. Kassan Benedict John is saying, Osibanjo is not what Nigerians need now. A serial failure with his boss, Buhari, will not redeem Nigeria. Nigeria needs a firm, progressive president. Uta Achibong is saying in politics there's no permanent friend, no permanent enemy, only permanent interest. In life, overtaking is allowed. Osibanjo will make a better president than Tinubu, especially in the 21st century in which we are. We need digital ideas, not analog. I get them before, no be property. The fact that Tinubu was able to govern Lagos State doesn't mean he will be able to lead Nigeria to the promised land, the state in which the country is currently. Uh, is beyond the capacity of Tinubu. He is too old for the job at hand. Fel Factors gone. is saying, Osibanjo and Tinubu should be enjoying their fight there. Governor Wiki is correct with what he mentioned as what uh, present government brought to Plato State. Welcome back, Daddy. They will lack where to hide their faces. Elkana Moses is saying, seriously, what this government has brought to us is very quite heartbreaking. Promises from all our political scouting is normal thing because no one cares to fulfill its core promise. So sad. Uh, VP and Ashwaju debating for head of Nigeria is a political movement because they are not really sure of the direction. Question, when will Nigeria get a credible leader? Sunday Moses EVV saying, for you or anyone to say that President Buhari led government uh, pardon former governors of Taraba and Plato State respectively as forgiveness in the spirit of Ramadan to me is a lie from the pit of hell. The president should use his power and mandate, uh, mandate bestowed upon him by Nigerians to protect life and properties of Nigerians in the spirit of Ramadan. Osibanjo and Peter Obi remain the best candidates in APC and PDP respectively. I'm not going to argue with your opinion. Amawa Abdulaziz, uh, Abdul Karim is saying the gentleman uh, policy is rotation between the southern and northern 
Nigeria. Regarding Bola Ahmad Tinubu and Yemio Shibanjo, there's nothing like a Christian Southerner or a Muslim Southerner. The rotation should be North and South. The South or North is free to fill any candidate irrespective of his religion or ethnicity. Adejumo Leoname saying, The acrimony is so intense that social media can feel the heat. Calm down. Declaration is not uh, is no nomination. Nomination candidate is not election. Election is no inauguration. Inauguration is no performance since 1999. There has been no president that has left uh, power with adulation but condemnation, you say. Uh, Castones is saying federal government has created a beast they can't stop. They don't even know how to silence it, not to talk of bringing an end, an absolute, uh, absolute end to it. Joseph Gott is saying, as for me, Wiki is right because the present government uh, know clearly as for TT and Ojo, failure await them because ACP is a total disgrace to Nigeria. Okay, I mean, perhaps you mean to say APC. Uh, Victor Indi where Zaka Masa Ibi saying Bola Ama Tinubu should bury himself in shame. What will he say now that they've not said in pre-2015 general election? He should just respect himself and forget about his selfish ambition. Let's not give up on our country, Nigeria. Paul Inka Kiri Umbu is saying uh, Tinubu and Sibanjo should fight their battles. At the end, they will be all right. The painful part is the gullible youth who will be used to sacrifice on their selfish ambitions. As for Wike, he's leveraging on the lapses of the APC system. But the question is, will he do better? Nigerian politicians are good at making empty promises. Can he be trusted? Swash D saying, how I wish all they say will be true when given the chance. May God help our country and help us select the right person. Uh, Dauda Dominic is saying it's left for the PDP to put their house in order so that the preparation for 2023 to give APC a run for their money is in their hands. Isaac Izan Kaze is saying um, the guess has really hit the nail and start, and start with the, what Governor Yersom said that the only project done for Plato State is killings. Mike Adams is saying, I wouldn't want to confuse correlation with causation because most of the aspirants are basically jokers. Affliction will not arise the second time. Hello. 0909884-8848. Or you call 0905566699. Let me read out tweets. Right now we got quite a handful of them. Andrew Amos is saying the current political romance between the political actors will jeopardize, will only jeopardize uh, a democracy in the future. Those who think they can enthrone and dethrone should know they are only setting a bad precedence to the next generation. Andrew is saying Governor Wiki was right to say the only FG project we have is killings. And to Bishop Cooker's sermon, I give the Reverend Father more respect for hitting the nail hard on the right spot. We need more Cookers and Khalids to be out of this quackmire. Yusuf Abdul Rahman is saying, uh, yes, the only project brought to plot to state killings. We need a good leader. Uh, Fernand Doc is saying, good day, but sincerely, I don't know where we're heading to. Above 70, you still want to rule Nigeria? Rutum uh, Berwa Ezra is saying, Tinubu has no prerogative to feel Osibanjo should contest or not. It's an open contest. Anybody can contest. For the fact that him and Osibanjo are from the same state or have been in the same government doesn't give Tinubu the right to feel Osibanjo betray him by declaring. 
Well, uh, Prince Valentine, if I continue to take, I mean, the phone lines are, are buzzing. I, I would like for us to talk about Father Kuka's, you know, sermon. Um, this is our first time, I mean, he has been consistent. Uh, Martin Luther King Jr. said that religion and state should be separated, but the church uh, should serve as the, or religion should serve as, as the conscience of society. Yeah, and what are they playing? They are playing the conscience. They are not actually into the power game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not. And um, if you, 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 because of the huge followership which they have, uh, it becomes very, very sensitive, the kind of role they play. And that's why if government want to abuse the minds of uh, uh, leaders, they always say, what you are saying is politics. Well, that's not true, you know, just like the quotation you just gave. But let's go in. The the bishop of the Anglican Church, you know, Anglican Diocese in, uh, in Kaduna, has supported the position of the North East, uh, Northern Elders. Is that Northern Elders Forum? Elders Forum. Yeah. I calling back, on the president to, to resign immediately. They've supported it. They also, the, the Catholic bishop of Kaduna Diocese in their Easter messages had also supported, you know, what the northern elders have pushed across to society which also shows the morality under which they are coming they also hinted on all that nigerians know uh, suffering prices of good poor you know uh, poor living standard you understand among mm. the apart from even the insecurity that's actually taken over the day yeah the the, the the religious leaders take example there's another one again is it uh khalid, khalid yeah. yes khalid you know you see what happened to him and uh, the stand he gave say if my life will be taken away from me so be that's 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 a good sacrifice because of what i see i condemn now that is another angle to it you know it's a condemnation i i, I felt that apart from journalists you know making government accountable and responsible the moral standard which the the you know the faiths stand for should not be thrown away uh, we should support it at all call because one thing politicians do is to drag whatever you say against them you know to, to the political waters and that we must avoid yeah. take look at look at how many idp camps today do we have in kaduna you, you, how many idp camps do we have again you know in jobs and what has the government said about the rate at which either the idp camps are increasing or reducing what is the when was the last day that uh, uh, this this state governments have been able to take one or two reliefs to this IDP camp? You recall I told you here in one of these programs mm-hmm. that the number of zincs and nails that it took to Basa cannot rebuild quarter of the houses that have been burnt mm-hmm. in Basa local government. So what are we expecting? And I will now we are only talking now discussing 2023. A general election. As if that's all that matters. Thank you. Thank you, Prince Valentine. Always the pleasure, always uh, um, honor for you to come and share your uh, thought with us, uh, helping us to understand the issues. Well, there's the much we'll, uh, we'll take on the show. Uh, my name is Ponsak Thanap. Thank you very much for your audience. Enjoy the rest of the evening. Bye now. <music>